0: The words of Paul Harvey, and now page two. Paul Harvey died just recently. always enjoyed listening to him, and many times he'd say page two. I started 20 years ago with the two-sermon idea, and it has worked for me. I don't always use that, but I do in most instances. It gives me an opportunity to put ten sermons in four days, and... Many people have commented to me that they like the idea of being able to stand and have a song about halfway through the service. At least it wakes you up and doesn't allow you to sleep through everything, does it? In John the 15th chapter and verse 9, as the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. Father loved me, I have loved you, and now you continue loving also. Verse 12, this is my commandment that ye love one another as I have loved you. I have loved you, Jesus says, now in turn you love somebody else. I think of those verses when I think of a song that I heard back some time ago that caught my attention, you would hear this song probably on WSM or some station like that in Nashville. It was sung by Clay Walker. Listen closely to it and get the point. He was driving home one evening in a beat-up Pontiac when an old lady flagged him down. Her Mercedes had a flat. He could see that she was frightened standing out there in the snow until he said, I'm here to help you, ma'am. By the way, my name is Joe. She said, I'm from St. Louis and I'm only passing through. I must have seen a hundred cars go by. This is awfully nice of you. When he changed her tire and closed her trunk and was about to drive away, she said, how much do I owe you? And here's what he had to say. You don't owe me a thing. I've been there too. Someone once helped me out just the way I'm helping you. If you really want to pay me back, here's what you do. Don't let the chain of love end with you. Well, a few miles down the road, the lady saw a small cafe. She went in to grab a bite to eat and then be on her way. But she couldn't help but notice how the waitress smiled so sweet and how she must have been eight months along and dead on her feet. And though she didn't know her story, and she probably never will, when the waitress went to get her change from a hundred-dollar bill, the lady slipped right out the door and on the napkin left a note. There were tears in the waitress' eyes when she read what she had wrote. You don't owe me a thing. I've been there too. Someone once helped me out just the way I'm helping you. If you really want to pay me back, here's what you do. Don't let the chain of love End with you. That night when she got home from work, the waitress climbed into bed. She was thinking about the money and what the lady's note had said. As her husband lay there sleeping, she whispered soft and low. Everything's going to be all right. I love you. Joe. When I first saw that song, I thought, that just sums up what love is about. He changed her tire. You don't owe me anything. I've been there. Just don't let the chain of love end with you. That lady went in to get something to eat. She saw the waitress could use some extra money and left her quite a bit. And left the note, don't let the chain of love end with you. And when the lady went home and went to bed with her husband, his name was Job. Isn't that saying the same thing that's said here in these two verses that I read? As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. Wasn't Jesus saying, don't let the chain of love end with you? Sometimes we cannot return the love that is shown in our direction. It is extremely difficult for us to return the love to God that he shows to us. In fact, I think what he really wants is not us to return our love in his direction, but to Pass it on to someone else, to where it becomes a chain of love. Think about three areas in the scripture that point this out. One is in Second Timothy 2.2. He's talking about the teaching process there. And Paul says to Timothy, The things that thou hast learned of me, commit thou to faithful men, that's others, who shall be able to teach others also. Now that's the process of the Great Commission in a sense. Paul says, Timothy, I've taught you. You teach others and encourage those others to teach yet others. Isn't that letting the chain of love continue? I was asked just today by someone, why do you think the church has been so strong in Jackson County? I got a call from a man who's in the Florence, Alabama area, and I thought it interesting that he asked that because when I was growing up, it was generally said that Jackson County probably had the highest percentage of Christians per capita of any county in the world. Recently, it has been suggested that the Florence, Alabama area has that. Church strong in both areas. He said, to what do you attribute the strength of the church in Jackson County over the years? And I said, I'm not for sure all that's involved, but I've been told about some older gospel preachers that came over into that area years ago, long before I ever discovered America and established some churches throughout Jackson County. I remember some of the older preachers and teachers in that area, Mr. John W. Fox, Robert Fox, some of those preachers that preached when I was just a boy, even before I could remember they were preaching the gospel. And then I've been associated with another generation that's grown up. We've had a lot of preachers come from Jackson County. And now there are other young men that are being taught and are developing to preach the gospel and other Christians that are teaching in Bible classes. You see, that process has been going on and on, just like it has here in Putnam County. If you had a list of the people that were involved in starting this congregation and keeping it going down through the years, it would be very interesting. That's the chain of love for the gospel and for the souls of men. I believe 2 Timothy one five hits at this. Paul said, Timothy, I see in you an unfeigned love, an unfeigned faith at least. But he said, I saw it first in your grandmother Lois and later in your mother Eunice. And it seems apparent when you study all that's said about Timothy and his family that his father was not a Christian. And the scriptures points out very clearly in 2 Timothy 3:14 and 15 that he was taught the scriptures from a child up, which means by his mother, and probably with the help of his grandmother. Here was the third generation Christian with Timothy. I saw it with your mother Eunice and before her with your grandmother Lois. How many of us here tonight can look back in our own families and realize that we to a large degree, are where we are today because someone did not let the chain of love end with them. I was named after my great-grandfather, Ben Bartlett Flat. I never saw him. But he passed love down to my grandfather, Henry Flatt, and he passed it down to my father, J.D. Flatt, and he passed it down to me. And I'm trying to spend my entire life passing it on to my children and grandchildren and to others. We need to let our families be such that we don't let the chain of love end with us. My dad has been dead now since 1998. I can't tell him how much I love him. I can't do anything to show him how much I love him. But I believe when I do something to show love to my children, I'm doing what he did to me. And when you show love to your children and grandchildren, you are letting the chain of love go on to another generation. There are some in your family, you can think of them tonight, that you wish you could go back and show them how much you love them. You can't do that. But you can show how much their love meant to you by passing it on to someone else. There is a negative passage that makes this point in Matthew 18. And from it, I want us to see how we need to act toward one another. This is the case where a servant went to the king. He owed the king a great amount. And with pleading to the king, the king forgave him that amount. That same servant who had just been forgiven so much turned around to one of his fellow servants who owed him a smaller amount and said, if you don't pay me, I'll put you in prison. And the idea is taught in that surely if he was forgiven so much, he would be willing to forgive even a smaller amount to his fellow servant. As I read that and think about that, I think of what's called the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6, which is really the prayer he taught his his disciples to pray. And in that prayer he said, Father, forgive us as we forgive our debtors. And the only part of that prayer that Jesus commented on after he had finished the model prayer was the forgiveness. He said, if we don't forgive one another, God won't forgive us. And if we forgive one another, God will forgive us. You put all these passages together and add to it, Ephesians 4.32, Be ye kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another. Notice, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you, don't we see the chain of love? that should be present even among our brethren? God has forgiven us so much. What attitude should we have toward those that wrong us? God has loved us so much. What attitude should we have toward those whom we can love? There have been many people down through the years who have helped me in many ways, even financially. There have been some people that I've known down through the years who were very rich. And in some difficult times, they have helped me greatly. I don't think I could be where I am today preaching the gospel if it had not been for some of the benefactors that I've had in life. And right now, I have four churches and four individuals that are helping support me where I can go preach the gospel anywhere, even if they're not able to do anything to support me. I wanted it that way as I'm doing full-time meeting work. I won't be able to go to a smaller congregation if they need the gospel and need a meeting no matter what. I am receiving from many people who are my benefactors today. What am I to do? I'm to reach out and try to give to others and help others as much as I can. I may never be able to give back to those that are helping me the way they're helping me, but if I can just take what they're giving me and become a channel of blessings through which these can flow to other people, the chain of love can continue. And I think each one of us could probably say that tonight. There are those that helped establish the church here and in places in this area. The greatest appreciation that we can show to them is to keep the Lord's work going and keep it sound and teach and pass things down to the next generation that they pass down to us. That's the chain of love that needs to continue. Don't let the chain of love end with you. When it comes to teaching the gospel, when it comes to Appreciation for our families, when it comes to the relationship of brothers and sisters in Christ, just remember that the way that you and I really show our love for those who've done so much for us is to show our love to others who need it today. And isn't that exactly what's being said in that judgment scene of Matthew 25? He said when you feed somebody and give them drink and visit them and give them clothing and go see them even if they're in prison, he said when you do it to these, you're doing it to me. I believe Jesus is saying in that teaching that when you consider all I have done for you, the greatest thing you can do is do something for somebody else. Pass it on. Don't let the chain of love end with you. I saw something the other day that caught my attention, it's very short, has only eight words, nine with the word love, love hangs in, holds on, reaches out, and lifts up. Now the next time you hear me preaching a theme on love, that'll be one of my ten lessons. That's just a wonderful outline there, and uh Randy, don't you go somewhere and preach it before I get there to preach it. If you get an opportunity, go ahead. But love hangs in, holds on, reaches out, and lifts up. Don't let the chain of love end with you. And let me appeal especially to you tonight if you're not a Christian, or if you're not a faithful Christian. Think about all that's been done to make it possible for you to be a Christian. Think about what God has done, sending his only begotten Son. Think about what Christ did, shed his blood on the cross. Think about what the apostles and others did through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to give us the Bible to where we can open it and know what God wants us to do. Think about the number of people who've had a part to play in making it possible for us to assemble in this building here at Pippin tonight, study God's Word and worship God. Think about all the love that has been shown down through the years to make it possible for you to be a Christian. Don't let the chain of love end tonight. But come to Jesus as together we stand and sing.